0: This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Necessary roughness. I think this—that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of a game, the other team's quarterback must go down, and he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920.
1: Big hole, first down, end zone, touchdown, touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe
0: it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And then we found out the dates, Raider Nation.
2: Been talking about it for a minute, been estimating it for a minute. We think that it's going to happen on this date. We think it's going to happen on that date. Now we know what dates for training camp for the Silver and Black. The NFL released it earlier, and it's not necessarily days that the Silver and Black will be out there on the field actually practicing. And going through training camp but what the nfl did release earlier today is when the rookies will report and when the veterans are supposed to report so july 18th is for the rookies july 20th is for the veterans and they'll go through some physicals you know the whole league will do that and of course throughout the course of the league we'll hear about three or four guys with some pretty big names it's like oh man this guy failed his physical aka he wasn't doing any work in the offseason he'll get into shape and he'll be good to go so uh, that'll happen on the 18th of july for the rookies 20th of july for the veterans and then we'll be off and running. Tip your uh, your head into a tank of gasoline, light it on fire with the matches, go full throttle. I mean, it's just simple as that. It's once training camp happens, there is, no, there is no looking back until the Super Bowl's over. I mean, it's really just as simple as that. That's officially the start of football season for us in the business, which we love. But we also tell our loved ones, hey, it's football season. <laughs> Don't look forward to seeing me anytime soon. Because it is on and popping. And it's so funny because the offseason has become shorter and shorter and shorter every single year. The wife used to always tell me, hey, uh, I'll see you after the Super Bowl. And now it's like, all right, I'll see you after the draft. All right, well, I'll see you after a rookie minicamp. All right, well, I'll see you after, you know, mandatory minicamp. And now it's like, all right, I'll see you right now. (laughs) We got this little small window that I'll see you and then it's over. That's why when we went on vacation, she was like, you're going right now. And there's no ifs, ands, and buts, because I know if I don't get it now, it's going to be gone. That time will be gone because, man, the the NFL has done a fantastic job, and we love it. It's great for us. They've done a great job of just keeping the NFL relevant all year long. It used to be, and it was funny, I just walked in on the end of JT The Brick Show, and he said, it's the dog days of summer, you know, summer sports radio, love the grind. And at one point, Raider Nation, summer radio was a grind. To do a three-hour show was difficult in the summer. And that's when you had the options of talking all sports, you know, not when you were really just kind of focused on football. Like we are now, of course, you know, we go off the, off the beaten track. A lot of times around here, we'll talk baseball. We'll talk uh, NBA. We'll talk all kinds of stuff, you know, and we're going to do that on today's show as well. But I'll tell you, man, for the most part, the NFL has found a way to stay in the news and stay relevant all year long. And it's, it's just been, it's a lot of fun. So when, anytime you call here, and you say, Q, how you guys doing? And I say, we're blessed. Trust me when I say we are blessed. Something else I just noticed when I walked in here, I uh, found the Sam and Ash text line. I opened it up, 69187, keyword R&R. Of course, a lot of people chime in on the show throughout the course of, uh, the, of the show. Saw this text, one, two, three, four texts, as a matter of fact, from the same number. Apparently, they were uh, very adamant about what they wanted to pass along. This message came through around 1259, so about 1 o'clock. Sue is currently at Circa Daypool Club with a few Raiders currently. FYI, four messages about Indomitian Sue, apparently in Vegas at Circa with a few Raiders. Now, hey, look, who doesn't come to Vegas? Who doesn't want to go to Circa? He knows the Raiders. He knows, guys. Just throwing it out there. Doesn't mean that he's going to be a Raider, but it's kind of of cool to see that. That there's something, some kind of conversation going on, not necessarily with the front office, but it sounds like there's some kind of hanging out going on with the players. And again, hey, who doesn't want to go to Circa? Who doesn't want to go to the the? I haven't even been up up on the on the roof yet to the swim. Have you been out there yet?
3: No, I've seen the pictures though.
2: Well, right, everyone's seen in. the pictures, <laughs> right? I just I just haven't had the time to go and check it out yet. But what everything I hear is amazing. Matter of fact, Paloma Villacano, remember we had her on a couple weeks ago? She was like, hey, this is where I'm at. I'm at Circa. Let's go do a show there. I'm all in. I'm all in.
3: I'm just saying all the good business deals in the, the backdoor room, so to speak, are done in these kind of things, settings. Honestly, they're, that's, they're done. That's it's when the ball starts rolling, right? It's when the ball starts drinks rolling. You get in, you get loose.
2: Right. little, you know, dollars. get some conversations going. And again, I'm not saying that to tell you that Sue is signing with the Raiders. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just passing along the message. I've been using this line a lot. My, my barber says it all the time at the shop. I'm just the weatherman. <laughs> and we all know the weatherman's wrong a lot me. look hey look it's it's gonna rain you know make sure you take shelter and then all of a sudden it's 112 degrees outside well, and you it's told me. right exactly hey man i'm just a weatherman but i thought i would passed that along and hey whenever someone sends us a text on the seven ash text Sign, it's our job to make sure we pass that along and so this one was passed along four times so i don't know if that was one where they couldn't couldn't get the message to go through sometimes you just can't get it to go through and then it goes through multiple times or maybe it was just like hey I don't know if you see this, but this is a big deal. It's kind of cool to have people around town, right, trying to give us a scoop. Oh, yeah. And that's the one thing about being here in Las Vegas, man. You don't know who you're going to run into, and you don't know where you're going to run into them. So don't know who sent that message. It was a 925 number. We definitely appreciate you, though. So uh, there you go. That's how we start the show today, 206 Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. As you've heard already, my man Ari has, uh, is behind the wheels of steel. He's got at least a couple more days here. I will say Ari was already trying to dip out on me early. Okay. He walked into the studio right before we went on the air and said, well, I had to show up early on my last day. And I said, Doc, it's only Thursday. It's only Thursday. I said, what, you you not showing up to work tomorrow? I- I'm just getting myself... You know, prepared mentally prepared. This <laughs> is gonna end, yeah.
3: So, so no more enjoying it. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna oh. Hopefully, you'll be extra mean to me between today and tomorrow. Oh, so cut it, it out! Friday ends, I'll just be like, all right, I'm
2: out. I'm ready good. to go back good to Cofield and Company. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know what though?
3: Okay. Super quick. Uh, I sent something to Demon yesterday, and I ended up making a cowboy
2: Demon. Cowboy Demon, who yeah. apparently, yeah. apparently, that's his new look.
3: We love individuality around here. I
2: do, and I respect it. But apparently, that's his new look. And let me tell you this: before you tell me the little short story, I asked him on because this is like now the third day that he's dressed up like the uh, like the 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 cowboy from Perump. Right? That's I mean, it's like the third time. So I asked him: Is this an everyday thing? Is this a bit you're doing? Is this you know? Is this a character that you're playing? What's going on? And he said it came from a joke originally. Jared had bought him. A cowboy hat from Seven Eleven, and he rocked it and he thought that he looked good in it. So he went back to Seven Eleven. 11 Nation, I don't make this stuff up. These kind of stories don't write themselves, right? I mean, I'm just, I'm, again, just a weatherman. He said he went back to 7-Eleven and bought a couple more of these cowboy hats. So now he feels good. So he's going to rock that look. And it's cool. He's got the cowboy hat going. He's got the shirt going. I mean, he's got the whole thing. He tweeted out a picture about him looking good yesterday. I mean, he he couldn't wait to get in front of the 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 uh, the mirror here at the radio station to take a selfie of himself and tweet it out. I look good. <laughs> I was like, well, you look something. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but Same. you look like something. But Same. yeah, my man is fired up. So apparently, next time you see Demondi, he's gonna look like a cowboy, and that's his new look. So hey, there you go. We'll see.
3: Now we'll we know see how the long answer. it lasts. Cause, right, cause, uh, we will. Like everything, you know. Uh, Super quick from Raider Dave is going to call later Raider Dave from Denver, but he wanted to pass along uh, to what we were talking about with Sue. There was another person that was in Vegas kind of or rumors that they were around in Devontae Adams. Right. That's what he was saying. So he's kind of tying the two together. Like, hey, yeah, there was the rumor
2: that came out. It wasn't a rumor. Obviously, he bought a house in Las Vegas. And so it got everyone going that, hey, you know, he's going to he's going to be a Raider because he bought a house in in Vegas. And I thought and I said this, I, I have no problem letting you know what I said. Don't take too much from that because a lot of people buy houses in Vegas. And that's true. I mean, we know that that's true. So it ended up being that, hey, he did eventually move to Vegas. He eventually is a member of the Raiders. And so there's that. And there's that. Sue, maybe. Maybe he's just trying to, again, let it be known that he has a lot of interest in silver and black. I don't know. I I mean, obviously, I'm not there. I'm just passing along the message. We'll see if anything comes of it. There you go. But I thought it was kind of cool. That everybody knew about it. So Raider Dave and Denver, thank you so much for uh, checking in. Coming up on the show today, coming up in about, uh, about 20 minutes, we have Connor Orr from SI.com. He put out a piece on Monday Morning Quarterback talking about underrated players, the most underrated players in the AFC. He's got this, it's a two-part series. He's doing the AFC and the NFC. And for the AFC, of course, I'm paying attention to the AFC West. But when I looked at the Raiders, the underrated player that he was talking about was Nate Hobbs. Nate Hobbs, I thought was a hell of a, a a pickup in the fifth round for the Raiders a year ago. I've said this many times before that the Raiders in the new the the prior regime did a really good job of getting really good talent in the later rounds. Now they didn't do great in the early rounds, but they did pretty stinking good in the later rounds and Nate Hobbs was one of them. So uh, we'll talk to Connor Orr about Nate Hobbs. We'll talk to him about the AFC West, the under the radar players that he, uh, he put out on Monday morning quarterback. Thought it was really interesting. And uh, we'll talk about the, the chiefs. We'll talk about the Broncos and uh, we'll talk about, Uh, the the chargers as well. So that's all coming up at 2.30. Connor or SI.com, Monday morning quarterback, will join the show. 3 o'clock, we'll have cover three NFL news and notes of the day. We'll just kind of scatter shoot around the league, what's going on. That's just something that we do on the daily. And then at 3.30, former Raiders tight end Andrew Glover will join the show. He'll talk about tight end Darren Waller, talk about what he sees from the Raiders right now, talk about what it's like being a month out from training camp. You know, in, in 91, when he was drafted in the 10th round, well, he didn't have 10 rounds anymore, but when he was drafted in the 10th round, what was it like? What was it like rolling to training camp as a, as a late round rookie out of a small school, out of, you know, out of grambling? What was that like? What was that experience like knowing some of the veterans that was on that, on that squad, right? I mean, I could imagine that that was a pretty big deal. So we'll talk. All things silver and black when it comes to uh, Andrew Glover. He'll join the show coming up at 3.30. At 4 o'clock, I mentioned the NBA. We'll talk to Coach Scott Spinelli. We talked to him, uh, I think, a couple weeks ago, about a week ago, uh, when the NBA Finals were going on. Well, tonight is the NBA draft. And I'll tell you this. I always have a good idea what's going on with the draft when it comes to the NFL. With the NBA, I have no idea. No idea. And the reason I have no idea is for the last, handful of years. And I know there's exceptions here and there. There's really good players that you can see and like, Oh, that's a difference maker. But in the NBA, it is such a crap shoot when it comes to the draft. You literally know like the first three players and you're like, yeah, that guy's good. That guy's good. That guy's good. I don't know the rest. You know what I mean? Like you just don't know everybody that's in the draft. When you, if you go and read their description and it doesn't matter what website you go to, it doesn't matter what outlet is breaking them down. If you go and read it, it's like, well, He needs to develop this or he needs to develop that in the first line. He needs to develop this, that and the other, which is what I always say college is for developing your game. So when you get there, you can be a big time difference maker. There's not LeBron James is not getting drafted tonight. You know, you're not having studs like KD get drafted tonight. You got some really good players. Don't get me wrong. Anybody who's got an opportunity to get drafted. I mean, you've done a lot already. But it's just it, the ball game is so different when it comes to the NBA draft than it is with the NFL draft. If you feel like a guy is a, a first-round pick in the NFL draft, you feel pretty good about him. And you can point out why he's a first-round pick. But in the NBA, man, it's such a crapshoot. I mean, think about this. One of the one of the best players, a guy that's going to be in the Hall of Fame, in Draymond Green was a second-round pick. And most of the time when you're a second-round pick, they're like, oh, yeah, he's not even going to make the, make the team. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's so crazy that it's such a hard – it's, it's hard to judge who's going to be really good and who's not. So we'll talk to Coach Scott Spinelli at 4 o'clock, host of the Breakdown on the Believe Network. We'll ask him about the NBA draft that's going on tonight. Matter of fact, you can hear that on our sister station starting at 5 o'clock ESPN Las Vegas if you want to check that out tonight. Uh, and hear what goes on with the NBA draft. That's going to come up at 4 o'clock, 4.30. Amber, Theoh- Amber Harris, Sirius XM NFL Radio. She'll join the show to talk all things NFL. We'll just talk all headlines when it comes to the NFL. We'll just get real busy because that's what we do. You know, we're going to be really busy on the show, but anything that has to do with the NFL, we'll talk. We'll talk to Deshaun Watson. I'll even ask her about Title IX. Title IX is a big deal. You know, it's uh, 50 years since, uh, since uh, Title IX was, was passed. It's changed the game a lot for, for women in sports whether they're playing in college, whether they're Amber Theo Harris and they're a part of broadcast or they're on you know on sports radio, whatever the case may be, Title IX is a big deal so I'll definitely ask her about that, but we'll talk all things NFL with her as well. So those are the guests that we have coming up Connor Orr at 230, former Raiders tight end Andrew Glover at 3:30 coach Scott Spinelli coming up at four and then we'll close things out with Amber Theo Harris at 4:30 talking all things NFL. Those are the guests on the show today let's jump into the opening drive.
0: The opening drive of unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever.
2: And it's funny that we have uh, former Raider tight end Andrew Glover coming up on the show today. It really kind of tied it in together. And I didn't mean for this to happen. It, it, this really, sometimes things happen organically. And it's really cool when you're like, hey, yeah, I planned that like that. No, I didn't. Not going to even lie to you and tell you that I planned things like this. But I had a call. And I played it on my podcast today, on the Lockdown Raiders podcast, and I had a call from a guy from Kentucky. He's called the radio show here before multiple times as well, a really passionate Raider fan. And I've been talking about this three-headed monster with the offense when it comes to Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and tight end Darren Waller. I've been telling anyone that'll listen that I believe Darren Waller is going to get some kind of contract taken care of, some kind of extension. If it's not extension, some kind of, um, you know, they're going to redo the contract so he's got some guaranteed money. They're going to take care of him. That's what I've been thinking, and that's what I truly believe, but everyone does not believe that, and it's so funny because normally I'll get a call on the podcast, and I'll just say, oh, yeah, that was a really good call or whatever, and, and I'll just I'll let it go, but I finished the show early, early this morning, took a quick nap, I woke up, and I still had the call on my mind. That's when I knew that I was like, okay, this is a really good call because it was still on my mind, and then it also told me that I have a problem. You know what I mean? That I can't stop working, take a nap, and stop thinking about a phone call that I got on my podcast. But I feel like, you know what? I need to share this call with more than just, you know, who's ever listened to the podcast today. So I want you to hear this call. His name, he'll tell you, as you'll hear, he's a guy from Kentucky. He calls the show here. I really do appreciate the call. I think it was really good. He's very passionate about this. But he is one that does not believe the Raiders are going to take care of Darren Waller. Q, it's the
1: guy from Kentucky. Hey, you're becoming my favorite radio show. I love listening to you every day, but, man, I got to tell you, buddy, I got to shake you. I know you're, you're drinking the juice. You're not seeing what's out in front of you, and you're bringing it. You're bringing it. When I last called, I said 80% while is was going to be traded. I hate to break the news to you, buddy. It's now up to 85%, maybe even 90 Let me tell you why. First off, you had Eric Eager, great interview. He's the first guy I've heard nationally say that Waller's not in the Raiders' plans, which is wrong. It's not that Waller's not in the Raiders' plans. They just don't need to sign Waller, okay? They love him as a tight end. I love him as a tight end. You are caught up in that three-headed beast. That three-headed beast is not going to happen. It's not because we have needs. We've got interior D-line needs. We've got O-line needs. we got secondary lockdown needs. We've got problems that we need to fix, and we don't need to sign Waller. All my friends were like, well, I don't even know who they're going to sign first, Renfro or Waller. I'm like, they're going to sign Renfro because he's a slot receiver, and those don't grow on trees. And we've got a baller that's tied in already sitting there behind him waiting waiting to play. So here's what's going to happen. Waller. Is going to make the call. He's going to make the move. They're not going to. They're not going to sign him. They're not going to re-sign him. They don't need to. But so he's either going to have to decide: Am I going to play for this team, or am I going to put myself out there? He's putting himself out there now. He's doing the circuit. He's on the thing. Hey, I understand he's got that blue line network, but come on. The bottom line is they're not going to sign him. They're going to go ahead and possibly try to fill these needs with their with their salary cap. Now that he's got a girlfriend in Vegas. Maybe he'll stay. But he's not getting signed this year by the Raiders or. They're going to trade them for a need. Need to tell you this, buddy. You heard it first from the guy from Kentucky. Go Raiders.
2: There he goes, the guy from Kentucky. And I just wanted to pass that along, Raider Nation, because as he said, hey, cue your drink of the juice. I could be. Maybe I could be. I've been known to fall for a banana in the tailpipe once or twice. You know, try not to. I try to keep it real all the time. But sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the hype. I'm looking at that three-headed monster. I'm looking at Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. I'm thinking what could be. I think the Raiders offense deserves that opportunity to do that, but he brings up a couple points and we know that Darren Waller is under contract for two years. And my only hangup is that he has no guaranteed money. If he had some guaranteed money, I can almost sign up for what the guy in Kentucky was saying that they're not going to do anything. You know, they're going to basically say, Hey, you either play or, you know, we'll move you. If he had guaranteed money, I could see them making that call but I just can't see it right now. I just can't. And I, I, I honestly feel like they're doing something and they're doing some work behind the scenes. Darren Waller's alluded to it a few times that, he's, that they're trying to do some work behind the scenes to try to get something done. I do believe before either the 18th of July or when the veterans report on the 20th, something's going to get done. But again, I could be wrong. So I wanted to pass that, that call along to you. I want you to get your opportunity to get your thoughts in on that. Are you like the guy in Kentucky and think that maybe the Raiders aren't going to do anything with Darren Wallace's contract? Maybe they're just going to call his bluff. Or do you think like me that he's going to get something done? I'm not saying it's going to be a four year, five year deal. I'm not saying any of that. I'm not saying they're going to make him the highest paid tight end in the league. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think that they're going to address his contract. I do think that they're going to give him some guarantee money and they're going to make him happy. And he's been doing all the right things so far. He's been the good soldier, right? He went to OTAs. Those are voluntary. He went to mandatory mini camp and he said he's preparing for training camp. When did he say that Q? Well, when he was on DP DP, one of the final questions that he asked him was what's your contract status status looking like? Um, at the very moment I have two years left on my deal. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, in the negotiation phase and uh, let my agent with the team handle that. I'm uh, just focused on getting ready for camp. Yeah, but Devontae took all the money. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, we'll see. The team days, we'll see. We'll see. So there it is. I-, I-, I like the laugh at the end. I mentioned it the other day when we heard this uh, when when Darren Waller was on the Dan Patrick show. I just, with that being said, with that laugh, with the way that he took that approach, with him saying that his team was working in negotiations, I just feel like something is going to get taken care of. Something is going to get done. I'm not here to tell you exactly what it's going to be. I know we've had John McClain from the Houston Chronicle on, and he thinks that Darren Waller is going to get some big time money. I'm not 100% sure that that's what it's going to be, but I do believe something's coming down the pipeline. And I do believe something's coming down the pipeline sooner rather than later. Again, you hear him saying, hey, I'm just preparing for camp. I'm letting my team take care of it. We're in negotiations. I mean, so something, unless Darren Waller decides, hey, I'm just going to go on Dan Patrick and just straight up lie about my contract situation. He's talking about in negotiations. Now, that doesn't mean the negotiations are going to work in his favor. But there's something there. So I, I, I understand all the parts of that call from the guy in Kentucky. Totally respected. I just don't, I don't see it on the same page. And, and Raider Nation, if you think I'm drinking the juice, that's okay. Let me know. Let me know about it. I have no problem with that. I've never had a problem with anyone disagreeing with me. As long as you do it respectfully, I'm good. Now, the minute you become disrespectful, it's a different ballgame because I'm not going to disrespect you. 702-365-9200, Sam Inez, text line 69187, keyword r Let's talk to our guy right here in town, man, Juan the Smasher. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. What's up, Q? What's going on? Hey, man, I'm chilling.
4: Hey man, that fool from Kentucky. <laughs> he ha- hey, hey, Playboy. He has a point, but I'm gonna tell you this: I don't think Darren is that type, like that fool AB who just who was just a drama queen and you know and wanted to just get up out of there. I don't see Darren Waller because that guy's a baller. I don't I don't see him play out like that. I think we're gonna you know keep him for one more or two more years. We're, we're, hey, you're right. I'm drinking that juice too. I like me some gin and juice, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Hey, 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 give me some because I want to see that three-headed, maybe even four because we got that, hey, Josh Jacobs, he's a monster too. Don't forget about him because he's going to run through defenders' mouth. you know what I'm saying? And
2: let's go, baby, let's go redder. Love it when Juan the Smasher calls, man. He comes with that passion. I love it, and he said that fool from Kentucky very respectfully. <laughs> I'll just say that. That's just that's just Juan's lingo, man. But uh, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I just think that there has to be an opportunity. You got to give them an opportunity to go out there with the best offense. I mean, think about the teams that they're playing, right? Why would you want to? boost up your team with Devontae Adams and then take away from your team by removing Darren Waller from that situation when you know you're going up against the Chiefs, you're going up against the Chargers, you're going up against the Broncos, and every one of those teams is expected to be really good. So I definitely want to hear from you. Again, 702-365-9200, Sam text line 69187, keyword r You can always tweet at me as well, at your boy Q254, and of course at R&R 920 AM, that's Raider Nation Radio 920. Aaron said, I don't think the Raiders are going to trade Waller. Both sides are saying all the right things. I'm guessing the Raiders give him a four-year contract that's really a two-year guaranteed matches up with the three-year window. That's from Aaron. That's good stuff right there. Thank you so much for that tweet. I appreciate you. My guy, Bill, he's representing that uh, 925, that Pittsburgh, California. He said, Kentucky is smoking some of that bluegrass. Waller is staying, in my opinion. So there you go. I just had to bring that. That call to the show, just because, again, like I said, man, I went to sleep, uh, took a quick nap, woke up, and I still had that call in my mind. So whenever something, you know, resonates with you like that, you know it's something. There's something there. So I thought, you know what, let me go ahead and share this call with the rest of Raider Nation. And I definitely appreciate the guy from Kentucky hitting me up as well, passionate Raider fan. He makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, like, let's not, let's not, you know make him sound bad he, he makes a lot of sense on his reasoning why and we all know that this new regime and this is what i say about sue as well this new regime is just not going to go ahead and throw a boatload of money at just about anybody i don't see it there's certain individuals that they're going to give the bag to i just don't see just anybody getting a big time deal and i don't really expect darren waller to get a big time deal i really don't you know and if it's a four-year deal similar to what aaron said oh okay maybe two years are guaranteed and that's it but there's gonna be, in my opinion, some kind of guaranteed money to go along with whatever they decide to do to satisfy darren waller's side of the 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 uh the the, the 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 table the the negotiating table man i mean just you just about have to do that. I just think it would be a massive mistake if you didn't if you didn't take care of Darren Waller going into what could potentially be a big time season. I know he's got two years left on his deal, but i just think I just think you're really really. Making a bad, bad mistake. So we got some texts uh, text on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187 keyword RNR. Big Dub Raider said, Q, I understand feeling the need, but no way McDaniels is trading away a star like he did in Denver. They really that really bit him bad. Go Raiders. That's from Big Dub Raider. Got another text from just Win Wendy. Q, you and I might be drinking the Kool-Aid. But with respect for the guy from Kentucky, he's tripping. Not only is he a huge not only is he a huge key player for winning right now, like Zig and McDaniel want. But there's a special relationship between McDavis and Darren Waller too. I can't think of any player in the league who is big cover, uh, a big cover threat. No way. That's from Just Win Wendy. Got another text from Sir Whiskey Ray Q. Waller ain't going anywhere. Sincerely, Mark Davis. Cheers, cheers, Sir Whiskey Ray. And uh, and that's it right there. Let's see. We got any more? Got one more, and then we'll take a quick break. Got a text that says. This is Raider Hutch. One of the best games is the Monday night game at the Coliseum when, when we beat the Broncos and the crowd was yelling FAB the whole game. It was awesome. All right, cool. That was a, a topic that we had a couple days ago. But uh, thank you for that, Raider Hutch. That's good stuff. So, uh, yeah, you can keep those texts coming, man. Six nine one eight seven keyword R N R. Do you think that the guy from Kentucky is onto something? Do you think that the Raiders are going to say, "Yeah, you got two years left on your deal. Go ahead and play it out," or we can go ahead and move on from you? Or do you? Agree with me and think that they're going to do something, give him a little bit of guaranteed money, and make sure he's happy for this season, for sure. 226 is the time. When we come back, Connor Orr from SI.com. He'll join the show to talk all things underrated players. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.
0: That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920, brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. I would
1: argue, guys, that there's not a quarterback in the NFL this year under more pressure than Derek Carr. When you go out and you spend the money that they spent to get Devontae in, you're looking at a top five offense. I feel like for Carr, who took a very team-friendly contract, with they have a pretty easy out. There's no middle ground. Either the Raiders are a Super Bowl-condending team, and Derek Carr plays at an MVP level, or they're looking at a different quarterback.
0: Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q.
2: is the time here on Red Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Got a little scheduling snafu, it happens. Us West Coast cats, sometimes, you know, the time zones get mixed up. So Connor Orr is going to join us at 3. So normally we do cover 3 at 3 o'clock, but we'll continue to have our conversations, because why not? Right, And and it's funny, you just heard Jason Fitz right there talking about Derek Carr having a lot of pressure. Another topic that I wanted to have on the show today, it's perfect that we didn't get Connor right here because it comes in and it goes with what Jason Fitz was just talking about. I saw a couple people talking about offensive MVPs and defensive MVPs for their respected teams that they were covering or fans were talking about it as well. And I thought, okay, so who's going to be the offensive MVP and defensive MVP for the Raiders? And of course... When you say that, immediately you think offense. You're gonna think Derek Carr. He's a quarterback, right? We talked about Gangster Raider yesterday, putting down a uh, hundred bucks for an opportunity to win four grand, you know, to get Derek Carr as the league MVP. But just for the team, who the MVP could potentially be offensively and defensively, and so it's easy for me to say, oh, you know, no doubt, Derek Carr offensively and Max Crosby defensively. I feel like that's the easy way out. But for this team to go, and we've talked a lot about the offensive line, and I thought about this long and hard, and this is part of the reason why I don't sleep that many hours. (laughs) Because I'm too too busy thinking about work and thinking about the show, this, that, and the other. I'll tell you the one thing, Ari's been riding with me. But, man, I bet you his text messages, he ain't never got so many text messages so early in the morning. Okay,
3: okay, just the early in the morning part, right? Because I was gonna say I get plenty of texts. Oh, I emails. know, but
2: I start hitting you pretty, stinking early. You
3: do. I might not always. <laughs> I might not always hit you back. Oh, I know either. you don't.
2: I know. I, I I have you and Demond down pretty well about your guys's uh, sleep pattern. Only day Demond is up early as he was up early today is on Thursdays because he has his show. Yep, that's the only way. I know that part too. Yeah, that's the <laughs> only reason why he came rolling in here bright and early today, and I was like, "Why are you here so early? Got my show." I said, oh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Gotcha. So that, that's how I know that it's Thursday is when DeMond's up early. But yeah, i would be wearing uh Ari out. be texting him super early in the morning. Like, Hey, uh, what about this? Or, Hey, what about this? Let's get this going. So as I was thinking about this offensive and defensive MVP conversation for the silver and black, I was thinking, yeah, I could, I could go with Derek Carr or I could go with the offensive line and, and start talking about who has to really step up and, you know, so that, that, to me, because there's so many different angles I can go with. We talked about Denzel good and where you think that he's going to play. We talked about him on yesterday's show. It really could end up coming down to, and I don't believe that I'm going to say this. It really could end up coming down to Alex Leatherwood. I mean, he really could be the, the key to the whole, the whole puzzle, right? He could be the guy. I'm not saying he is. I'm saying he could be. Depending on where he is and how he plays, at what level he plays, it really could determine how this team goes. They have a really good season, car goes and balls out, and maybe he's in line for the league MVP. You might be able to go and say, hey, but look at the trenches. Look how the offensive line held up. Look how great of a pocket he had to throw from. There's there's never going to be a time when you know a team's ever going to say, oh, man, our MVP was this guy and his offensive lineman. But if you want to go a step further, you really could look at the offensive line and find a guy there and say, you know what, that guy is going to be the reason for the team's success or failure. So I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb, and i am say Alex Leatherwood is going to be, or it, it, it needs to be. Listen, how, about, how about that? Needs to be the offensive MVP. He needs to have his game elevate to another level. If he does, this team is in line for a lot of success. If he doesn't, then Derek Carr is going to have to play some hero ball. Just in my opinion. We'll see how it all shakes out. We found out training camp opens up for rookies on the 18th of July and for veterans on the 20th. Less than a month away. So then defensively, start looking at the defensive side of things. Well, who do you expect to be the MVP there? That, my friend, is a great question. Easy answers, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones. Easy, easy. And, and you know what? Easy might be right. I've had, I've had people tell me sometimes, hey, just keep it simple, stupid. You know, it's the KISS approach. Keep it simple, stupid. Sometimes you don't have to overthink things. And a lot of times we like to overthink things. Like to think, show that we're smarter than everybody else oh, that's what you think, but this is really, you know, this is going to be the key. It could very easily be Max Crosby. He could be the guy that makes everything go. I feel very confident that him and Chandler Jones are going to push the hell out of each other, just like Unique Ngakwe and Max Crosby pushed each other last season. I don't ever want anyone to to, to think that I'm ever taking a shot at Unique Ngakwe because I think what he did last year with Max Crosby helping develop him and help pushing him and they pushed each other, I think that was great for Max. I think it was great for unique. I really do. And I think Chandler is going to be just as good, if not better. I just think he's a little bit better, a little bit more season, has a little bit more, you know, tricks to the trade. I just think he's going to be able to help him even a little bit more. So I'm excited about that. So we could look defensively and say Max Crosby. And and you wouldn't be wrong. I'm trying to think who else could have that big impact. I'm going to, I went with Alex Leatherwood on the offensive line. I'm going to roll with Denzel Perryman. I think I'm going to say that he's going to have a big impact from that linebacking position. He was a pro bowler last year. I think he's only getting better. The only question is, he was very comfortable in Gus Bradley's scheme. That was Gus Bradley's scheme. That was something he knew. He came into the camp. Camp was already going on. He came into camp late, and he was able to pick things up and go and run with it, turn it into a pro bowl season. Was there some things that he needed to improve? Sure. Who, who doesn't? Who doesn't have an area that they'd like to improve? But I think that Denzel Perryman is that guy that can go put the work in and get even better. Or could end up being a guy like a Nate Hobbs, a guy that we'll talk to Connor War about at three o'clock. You know, I don't, I don't know. We've talked about the corner put back position. We've talked about Trayvon Mullen. We've talked about, you know, uh, plenty of different guys, Rocky sin, Anthony Averett, We talked about all those guys, you know, I just have to, before I could start to put my money there, I've got to, I got to see something. I got to see a little something in training camp, at least to see how they're at least running around and, how they're kind of flying around to the ball. If they're flying around to the ball again, I was able to pick some things up last season from training camp. So hopefully we're able to pick some things up this season from training camp. So that'd be the two guys that I rolled with. And I'm talking about the two guys that have the potential to be MVPs for the team, not talking about the league, just talking about the team. Two guys that could be key cogs to the success of the silver and black this year. I'm going to roll with Alex Leatherwood and Denzel Perryman. But who would you roll with Raider nation? 702-365-9200. That's Raider Nation listener line, also the As text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Got a lot of texts that I want to get to, so you can get your calls and texts in right now, and I'll get through some of these uh, texts real quick. 831 Raider, there's no way Waller will be traded. McDaniels loves him some tight ends, and not just any tight end. Waller is an explosive dynamite game changer. That's where I'm at. That's where my head's at. That's where my head's been at. But as my man, the guy in Kentucky said, Q, you're drinking the juice. Sir Whiskey Ray, Q, I don't want to jinx it, but our boy Frankie Montas has a no-hitter through seven innings for Seattle at the moment. You can't tell me that. You're not supposed to talk about no-hitters. That's radio. That's Rule 101. That's Baseball Rule 101. You can't talk about no-hitters, and you know I'm going to just read. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to proofread it and then read it. Sir Whiskey Ray, you can't do that. Right now, Frankie's going to serve up a big old fat softball, and it's going to... Man, you can't do that. I should have known when he said I didn't want to jinx it. I should have just stopped. Man, I feel bad. Sorry, Frankie. That's on me, dude. I did that one time. No joke. I did that one time when I was a PA guy uh, for Baylor softball, and I was, you know, you're going through the lineup and you're you're calling out the the batters and everything. You're going through the game, and it's only a seven inning game. Man, I don't know why I said this out loud. But I'm I'm writing down my little notes as I'm going, and I go, hey, so-and-so's got a no-hitter through six innings. And everyone looked at me like, what in the world did you just do? And I looked, and I was like, I don't even know. I don't even know how I got caught up in the moment like that. Oh, Sir Whiskey Ray, you can't say that. There goes that no-hitter. That's a wrap. I guarantee that no-hitter don't get completed. It's already in the seventh inning. We'll know before this show's over. Seventh's over. Wow.
3: This is all I'll be doing for the rest of the show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sir just Whiskey set me up for screen. failure, man. Cold game, brother. Robin Oakland said, that guy from Kentucky took a stand and made his point. I see the logic behind what he said, but I think that's how other teams do stuff. Darren's a Raider and ain't going nowhere. Okay. Okay. I like that. He did make a good point. He did. I mean, the again, he made sense. It's not like he just threw something against the wall and was hoping it stuck. I mean, he, he he made sense behind it. There's logic behind it. I just don't think it's going to be like Robin Oakland said. I don't think that's the the Raider logic. Uh, got a text from Ray Raider. What's up, Q? Texted from Los Angeles. I think the Raiders won't trade Waller because he's a piece of the puzzle, and let's beat the Chiefs. Let's go Raiders. Time to take the West back. Super Bowl bound, baby. Okay. I like that. I like that. Let's see. Uh, our texter from the 925 hit us back and said that uh, Sue is at the Circa. (laughs) Hey, man, our texter from the 925 wants us to know Sue is at the Circa, damn it. We know. (laughs) (laughs) I responded. I was like, yeah, we talked about it at the top of the show. Oh, my bad. I missed it.
3: (laughs) Maybe he's still there, though. There you go.
2: Well, no, apparently, apparently, I love it. (laughs) If you have more details for us, we'll take it. Oh man, look. You I don't, don't, don't a piece of paper. I'm trying try, you look, you're trying to make them turn into TMZ or something. Yep. I'm not trying to make them turn into TMZ, man. <laughs> we got our,
3: our people out on
2: the streets. Yeah, yeah, we got stuff. our uh, investigative reporters. <laughs> Just like my man we told you about the no-no. <laughs> man, why you bring that up again?
3: Cuz I'm staring at it. You're you're still intact. You're good. <sighs> I will. Uh, I'll let you know at the worst possible time. Yeah, I know you will. It'll be right in the middle of an interview. You'd
2: be like, what "Oh, I do." Just happened. Be like, I didn't hang up on someone, but but I have to tell you something. No hitter's <laughs> over. Got smoked. Jason of Vegas hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line six nine one eight seven keyword R N R. What's up, Jason of Vegas? Here, I think with Sue and Waller, it's just a matter of time. Being that there's been talks with Waller, from what we heard, is reassuring that he'll stay. Sue being in town verifies that the interest in our team is huge and that it resonates what we've all said about him being a Raider. The front office is just finding that fine line for both to be signed. So everyone is happy. Go Raiders. That's from Jason in Vegas. And then he doubled back and said, also the aces are getting that dub tonight. I'll be watching for that added heat from the last loss. Go Raiders, go aces again, Jason in Vegas and they need to bring it brother. They need to bring it. The aces need to bring it. The way that they lost the other night was unacceptable. Matter of fact, they had me watching the WNBA last night. I was still hot about that last night. I was watching the, the New York Liberty and the Connecticut Sun, two really good teams, by the way. I was watching that last night, and my man Freddie Coleman from uh, Freddie and Fitzsimmons, I was on ESPN National last night. He, he asked me about a totally different game, and I started talking about the Aces. And he said, where did that come from? I said, I'm still hot. I'm still hot about last night, <laughs> and then I started talking about the Liberty and the Sun. So yeah, man, they they ran me hot with that. So I had to watch some some uh, WNBA action just to kind of kind of clear my mind from that. So uh, yeah, they need to go ahead and get that dub tonight. So uh, thank you, Jason, for that text. I do appreciate you. Uh, Raider Hutch hit us back on the Salmon Ash text line. I love these texts, man. Keep them rolling. Six nine one eight seven keyword RNR. Raider Hutch from Ohio. There's no way we're gonna trade Waller. The last great tight end we had was Todd Christensen in 83. So there you go. Raider Hutch taking it back to old TC, Todd Christensen. And uh, there you go. He said, there's no way the Raiders trade Waller. And then uh, New Mexico Raider, one more text. He says, offense, Waller, defense, Merrick. Okay, so those are the MVPs he's looking at, Waller and Merrick. I can see see Waller being that guy because he's not going to have double teams. You're gonna have Adams out there. Obviously, you can pay attention to Renfro. Jacobs is gonna have clean boxes to run through. By the way, Jacobs is in New York right now at a Yankee Stadium. Uh, about to, I don't know if he's taking batting practice or what he's doing, but uh, he put out uh, like a tweet or something, or a tweet was put out, and he was saying "Go Yankees" or something, something like that. So he's he's in New York hanging out right now, getting his baseball on. You know, he's gonna be part of that uh, that uh, the, the what is it for Vegas. The softball game for Vegas is coming up in July. He's gonna Battle be part for of Vegas. Yeah, Battle for Vegas, yeah. He's gonna and we'll have tickets to give out to that as well. So he'll be a part of that. I remember checking him out last year at the Battle for Vegas. So maybe he's getting his batting practice on a little bit early, but he's just doing it with the big boys there in New York. So there's that. Let's go out to the phone lines one time at seven oh two three six five nine two hundred. Then we'll take a break. Raider Dave in Denver. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show.
4: Oh man, I'm trying to get work done. Everybody's just
1: making me mad. <laughs> what's going on? What what is going on, Raider Nation? I thought Raider Nation was full of smart football people. You gotta ask yourself why and what were the reasons that Josh McDaniels came to the Raiders? It wasn't money, it was championships. He figured the parts and pieces were here to get a championship. Don't you think that as a major part of his offense getting championships before was Gronkowski? Yep. What is wrong with people? Why are they thinking then he would want to go ahead and exit one of the top three tight ends in the league. I don't, I don't get it. What, what's wrong with Raider Nation that they can't figure this out from the point of a guy who's smarter than all of us about football? What is wrong with you people? <laughs>
2: <laughs> he hit us with the you people <laughs> Raider Dave Endeavor is fired up, man. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you, my man. And really it was uh, it was the guy in Kentucky that, that had the message. And uh, again, his reasonings made sense. But to your point, Raider Dave, and what I've been saying is exactly the same thing. Josh McDaniels is not here to rebuild anything. Josh McDaniels is not here to try to go for, you know, go for what he can. He's trying to win and the way to win is to have that three-headed monster but also a part of the guy in Kentucky's call was that it'll be Waller's call and to to basically ask for a trade because they're not going to address his contract where he does have 2 years left on his deal so that is also part of the equation where basically they're going to say yeah we could do something but no we're not because you're still under contract which is not unheard of so i could understand where it's coming from with that i don't think that the raiders at all have any thought about trading them. And I don't think most Raider Nation believe that either. All the texts that we've been getting, everyone's saying no. What's wrong with you people? I love it. I love it. No, I love the passion, though. By the way, quick update.
3: That didn't take long at all. Shut up. not lying. Shut up. The no-hitter's Adam already Frazier, broke. Adam second baseman, got a hit. That's all. I don't have much detail, but there's a hit on the board from Adam Frazier, second mm. baseman.
2: Mm-mm-mm. Big Daddy Kane. That's all my fault. That's all my fault. It's all Sir Whiskey Ray's fault. Well, yeah, that, that didn't that take... Fat. We didn't even get to commercial.
3: (laughs) I mean, it's my fault also for being so excited to just burn you with that.
2: No, no, I needed the update.
3: I didn't. Oh no, there's two hits.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hell, they're gonna lose the game now. Oh my god,
3: it's only going down from here. Wow, Uh, Jesse Winker left fielder. Or no, no, wait a minute.
2: Wow, that's cold, man. The catcher, Lewis Torrens. There you go. That is cold game. Oh boy. We'll check back with the score. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. We'll just look (laughs) at the score later and realize that the A's probably lost. And it's definitely myself and Sir Whiskey Ray's fault. Wow. That is, uh, you can't talk about a no hitter. Wow. Sir Whiskey Ray, man, me and you are both going, we're both going to hell and gasoline draws with that. I mean, that was, that was bad. That was a bad, bad moment. I got to make myself feel better. How about I give away something, man? I got a four-pack of tickets right now to the Vegas Nighthawks going against Quad City, the Steam Wheelers. They're going to be at the Dollar Loan Center tomorrow evening. You want to go? I got four tickets for you. I'm hooking you up with a four-pack. You can take your friend, your friend, and your other friend. I got four of those tickets for you. Vegas Nighthawks, Quad City, Steam Wheelers. It's going down at the Dollar Loan Center. I'm looking for caller number nine right now, 702-365-9200. This is Red Nation Radio 920.
0: When has he elevated the play of anybody else? When has he made somebody else better? He hasn't made anybody else better along the way. And it's not even that he hasn't had to. It's there have been opportunities to do it. He just hasn't. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy, Q.
2: Chris Carlin right there talking about Dak Prescott. Hasn't made anyone around him better. That's what the Raiders are looking for for Derek Carr this year, right? Make everyone around him better. Earlier in the show, we had a little soundbite from Jason Fitz talking about Derek Carr and what he could be possibly up to this season. He could ball out or he could ride out. And that's basically what Quick, my guy Quick, hit us up on Twitter and said, Q, Fitz said it perfectly. Carr either has to ball the F out or ride the F out. Pretty aggressive right there from my guy Quick, but I think that that's how Raider Nation feels. And I said my response was, hey, the weapons are there. We always hear about no excuses, no excuses, no excuses. I mean, look. The weapons are there. I think Carr has the ability to really take his game to the next level. He's continued to get better year after year. I mean, if you look at it statistically, also got the team to the playoffs last year, so that says something. And I think that Josh McDaniels is going to do some good things. I really do. What does that say? Oh, I know what that says. Never mind. I thought Ari just wrote on the board our next caller, and we're going to get to him in a second. We're going to get to 502 Raider in a second. But the way it looks on the board, it looks like it says 5-ounce Raider. And I was like, what is Demond calling?
3: <laughs> well, in my look of confusion, because in the three seconds from the phone, I forgot what the name after 502 Raider was.
2: That's, that's how 502 Raider
3: D. D, there you go. <laughs> Couldn't even remember a letter.
2: Not even a letter. <laughs> Jeez. Unbelievable. Yay. 50 Raider D, welcome to the show, my man. What's on your mind?
4: My man, Chu, how you doing today, man?
2: Hey, man, I'm blessed. How are you?
4: I'm doing fantastic. Hey, let me tell you something. So, I had to call to represent the state of Kentucky the right way. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of everybody having their own opinion, but I'm also a realist, man. I worked in business my whole life. And let me tell you something Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler didn't come here just on a whim, they looked at who we had on our team. And figured, my goodness, you got a team—a ten-win team that shouldn't make the playoffs. An above-average quarterback, one of the best young, brightest slot receivers in the business, one of the best top-five tight ends in the business. And then you mess around and you add Devontae. Listen, this guy has a two-year contract still left. I think what's going to happen and I agree with you on something. I think what they're going to do is just give him—is give him—give him an extension uh, to maybe. Do another year or two on this deal, making a four-year deal, three, three or four-year deal, and give him like a large signing bonus. But no way in heck that he he ain't going nowhere. So everybody get out of the feelings and understand something. This is a business, and they are handling things like a business people should handle a business. And that's what's going to get to a Super Bowl in the next two or three years, man. I definitely believe that. Love the show. All right, I know this is your last day. I'm glad you didn't hang up on me. man you enjoy yourself you guys have a blessed
2: day hey thank you 502 Raider D good call my man and look Ari we're gonna keep him around one more day he ain't gonna get away that quick we're gonna keep him around till tomorrow and then we'll bring DeMond back on Monday and we'll we'll send Ari back to ESPN we'll send him back to the other guys you know what I'm going to do
3: right now? What are you going to do? Find right now? out if uh, Seattle has more hits.
2: No, Sir Whiskey Ray said Frankie got out of his jam here in the eighth. And now we head to the bottom part up one zero. We got this cue sending good vibes before I fly out to Vegas here in a few hours. That's Sir Whiskey Ray. So there you go. Uh, we we All caused right. them to All not right. have a no hitter anymore. But the A's are still winning one zero. Also want to give a big shout out to Kelly. Kelly got hooked up with four tickets to go see the, uh, the, the, the Nighthawks. What are they? The Nighthawks? Man, there's so many different nights. Right. We have Golden Knights. We have Silver Knights. We have night hawks. How many different nights do we have? We have a lot of different nights. A lot. I know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's why I was like, man, what night is it again? <laughs> Thursday night? Monday night? Tuesday night? What night? Are you trying to count? I'm just thinking a lot of stuff, but yeah, oh, okay. it's the Nighthawks. Well, anyway, Kelly go. got hooked up with a four-pack of tickets to go see the Nighthawks tomorrow evening at the Dollar Loan Center, so we definitely appreciate you. 2.57 is the time we'll come back. Kick off hour number two. Connor or SI.com will join the show. This is Red Nation Radio 920.